Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Hi. Hey, Rachel. How's, how's your Wednesday going? Oh, it's good. I uh, just finished a long day of rehearsal. I think it's our third week back. So just feeling all the soreness and tiredness. Yeah, I get that. Well, I would love to just hand the mic over to you instead of me giving you an introduction, you know yourself best. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit more about where you're at now and a little more into your journey and relationship with dance over the years. Yeah. So um, I started ballet at three years old, like a lot of people. Um, I grew up in California and danced with Southland Ballet Academy. Um, for a while till I was 15 and then you know tried some summer intensives like San Fran and Kirov and all those and then um, did the Houston Valley summer and then a year later joined Houston Valley too um, when I was 16 and then I did that for two years and then I joined the main company in Houston. Yeah so it sounds like you've been on that track with Houston Ballet from, yeah. from pretty much the beginning. Yeah, definitely. I've had a long relationship with them. So mm -hmm. yeah. would you say that having a long relationship, is that something that has benefited you versus maybe, you know, going to a summer intensive and then eventually going to a completely different company? Talk to us about that journey a little bit, you know, the journey of staying on one track versus versus not doing that. Yeah. So I think that trying out different summer intensives uh, made me kind of feel out where I was like wanting to go. So then I guess I made the decision really early that, you know, I felt really comfortable in Houston and I liked the teachers. So um, I don't know if it benefited me, but I definitely feel more comfortable and more secure having those like deep relationships within the whole organization, like knowing everybody and like knowing who comes in at certain times and just like forming relationships early on to like continue to grow throughout my whole career. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely comforting. I would say knowing the culture and knowing the environment where you've studied and being able to essentially thrive in that environment, probably <laughs> a level of comfort, um, uh, which probably has helped you with just, moving through and, and continuing to progress through your career. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely given me a sense of comfort and then being able to like have role models in the company and then joining it, joining the company and then 
they're becoming my friends. It's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, sure. Talk to us about competitions. You've done several competitions, right? I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, I did um, Youth America Grand Prix. I did my first solo when I was 12. And um, that year was just kind of a test run. I just kind of did regionals. And then the next year, um, I had a couple more solos and I made it to New York. And it was just like, I was like, oh, what's happening? Like, I didn't expect this. It was kind of just like a whirlwind that year. And then I felt like a little more pressure to step it up and really perform well in the finals. And then I was lucky to be given a few medals there. So um, that was definitely fun. It gave me confidence on stage. Uh, it was fun to work on a solo every week with my teacher, you know, kind of do those hard steps that maybe you shouldn't be doing, but you know, you're doing them for fun. And it just kind of gave me a sense of like love for dance. And like, I wanted to perform them later in life. So it kind of gave me like something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And then I did a, a music center spotlight, which is a California kind of thing. And uh, a lot of people in California do that. And I was lucky to get the first prize there. And Stanton was actually one of the judges. So that was like a full circle moment. Mm -hmm. And then I did pre Lausanne when I was in HB2. And that was just like the best experience ever having a week in Switzerland and learning from so many people. It was another like goal to move forward and grow. So yeah, that sounds amazing. And it sounds like you've had just a lot of, uh, for lack of a better pun, just like wins throughout your training and your career. But yeah. let's talk about let's talk about challenges. You know, a lot of dance students, specifically focusing in the pre-professional stage right. of your career, really face a lot of challenges when it comes to training, when it comes to food, um, and of course, body image. I'd love to hear if there were any challenges that you've had to overcome, or maybe you still feel like you are introduced with even in your pro professional career. Yeah. Um, so when I was super young, you know, it was do whatever, eat whatever. <laughs> and then puberty hit. And it was like, oh, I gotta change some things because it's not benefiting me like in the studio. Sure. Uh, especially when I joined HB2, it was like full days and I was like, what is this? <laughs> um, I have no idea what to do. Um, I was not a good cook. I, you know, making food was not a specialty of mine. So I had to navigate through that time like, what I felt I needed and then have a lot of trial and error through finding what worked and what didn't like the amount the types of food like it was just learning relearning what to make myself and like what was a good idea to have to sustain me throughout like a full day because I remember that first month I was like whoa yeah it was yeah. super and, you know, and then being comfortable in my new body after puberty and like deciding what's working, what's not, because, you know, we all face that pressure when we get a little older to like find your way through and like be um, consistent. And so that was definitely hard is like 
finding the consistency through your like natural body fluctuations throughout those like pre-adult years definitely was the biggest challenge to like feel comfortable and like settle in yeah and uh, one thing that you said that really stuck out to me that I want a lot of younger dancers to hear first of all all younger dancers obviously are going to go through this right they're all all going through puberty all going through this quote-unquote as you said new body that we need to as dancers realize we have to adjust into rather than trying to make the body adjust into the industry you know what I mean I think a lot of dancers you know, experience this transition in training, which by the way, lines up with very important years in training. That's what makes it so difficult. I think that's why dancers are so vulnerable to disordered eating and eating disorders because they, they experience these, these changes happening. They freak out and they feel, you know what, I need to either stop this or try to quote unquote control this. And that's when they turn to those unsustainable habits around food, around exercise and so forth, eventually leads them to burnout. I think it's really um, inspiring and fascinating to hear you, someone who is currently still having this flourishing career as a strong dancer, and you coming at this previous experience of going through puberty with this mindset of, okay, well, how am I now going to be at one with my here and now body? Yeah. Instead of saying, how am I going to change my here and now body to look in a certain way? Does that make sense? Totally. And it did start out with like, how do I go back to how I looked before? Like, I definitely yeah. went through that period of, like, you know, maybe not the healthiest choices. So I think looking back at it, I think I did an okay job with, like, realizing that that wasn't going to work and, like, trying to adjust throughout time to, you know, help me rather than, like, fight against myself and then, like, be more stressed out and, like, ugh, it just does not help. <laughs> Absolutely. And it sounds like it was around this time when you started to make this connection between, you know, hey, the foods that I'm putting on my plate are having some impact on my performance. And and this is where this idea of performance nutrition comes in and the importance of starting to learn about nutrition education. But then, of, of course, coming from an intention of supporting your performance rather than coming with the intent of like, let's say, changing your body. Did you ever have resources for that? We have um, nutritionists at Houston Ballet. Awesome. I think um, I approached them a little bit later after mm. I decided like what I was doing could be improved. Like I definitely knew like eh, I'm probably not doing the best job. So mm-hmm. I, I approached them later. Um, and also because I follow you now, like having you as a resource to look at now, like still helps me. So, like, social media in that aspect is, like, so helpful these days. Um, So, like, maybe I wish I had something like that because, you know, it wasn't popular to do this, that kind of thing um, on Instagram at that time. So now it's super helpful. But when I didn't have um, any, like, instant resources, um, later I started seeing the nutritionist um, that we were provided with and, you know, talking through – different options to like what would support what I needed um yeah 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 and it sounds like also from what you said earlier that you had realized you probably needed to eat more throughout your day right I mean you entered or you were thrown into these days 
probably six, seven hour rehearsal days and yeah. uh, dancing and what you had known to be how you were feeling your body, which, you know, by, by the way, for any dancers listening, perhaps you are coming from a somewhat intuitive place where you're kind of just, you know, you're eating, you're young, whatever. And then you're thrown into a more extreme environment. And this is where we often say that dancers can't necessarily be a hundred percent intuitive because we have to have a, a bit more of a proactive approach because right. as as dancers, we're busy, we're also highly physically active. So our intuitive feelings of hunger could easily just be well off. And we have to make sure that we're having a bit more of proactive planning. So it's a matter of balancing both of those. And it sounds like you did do a great job and you're continuing to do a great job with the resources you have. Yeah, I think the place I'm in now is like the best like place mentally I've been in. Like I will go and ask for help if I need it. I like will plan out what I'm going to do. So I don't slack off on like not eating or anything like I will definitely be prepared for whatever I need to eat in order to be successful in the studio. And that, that's the place I've arrived to through many years of like ups and downs, like different feelings. And so it takes time, but you know, as long as you work on it and like you're actively trying to improve, like there's no problem there. Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, thank you for using me as a resource. <laughs> just wanted to go back to that. I, I appreciate that. No, it's so um, helpful. Like those I appreciate days when I'm just like in my thoughts, I'm like, okay, you know, you posted <laughs> something and I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's what keeps me going. I get messages like that because social media could be a lot for me too. And, you know, I'll be at like the brink of burnout and then I'll get a message like that. And I'm like, oh, but I got it because I, 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 I've been in your shoes also and I get it. Um, yeah. just seeing those little reminders. Do you ever face, and you know, this may not have happened to you, it may have, and ever face any direct um, difficulties in regards to body image or was that ever anything that really weighed upon you or not so much? No, it was definitely a big part. Like I, I definitely had a little bit of outside pressure, whether it be internal pressure or out, outside pressure. Uh, yeah. I think it's okay to want change sometimes um, as long as it's in that healthy aspect. But also, if you don't think it's going to serve you well and it's not going to be sustainable, then, like, take it with a grain of salt and, like, move on. And in that time that that outside pressure was maybe, like, overthink, uh, I had a lot of people to help me through that time of, like, wanting to improve. And, you know, I'm thankful that I took the initiative to go uh, see like someone who is professional like like you and, and like a yeah person. yeah yeah sure absolutely you know turning to professional resources is key because yeah. there's just so much information out there so much misinformation and you know one thing that you mentioned these external pressures but also the internal pressures and I think it's important yeah. to realize that we have both of these as as dancers, right? We can definitely struggle with external external pressures to change your bodies in any which way. But then, yeah. of, course, of course, just being in the culture that we live in and, be, and these ideas being so ingrained within us, it, it makes right. sense to also have those internal pressures. So it's important to, like you said, seek support. Um, and one thing that was really important that you said actually was start to classify what is unhelpful and what is helpful. And of course, yeah. What also plays into that is actually knowing what is, I say, quote unquote, healthy. I rather use the word like balanced and sustainable yeah. because I think the word yes. healthy really gets misconstrued in our culture right. these days. Um, but like what is sustainable, what is balanced? Yeah, I like sustainable. Sustainable is good because like 
you can do something for two weeks and then like it's out the window like that is not something absolutely. you can sustain like for a long period of time yeah absolutely yeah I agree yeah yeah and what about you know one thing as dancers we can often just hyper focus on our art um which is by the way sometimes very much encouraged and, and rightfully so I mean as dancers we do need to spend a ton of time in the studio right that is just part of the the deal um but how do you stay grounded do you have any other hobbies did anything come out of covid maybe that you may have grew into anything like that yeah i well after or during covid i started um online college through our agma um so i started that because i really love interior design and i started like really um focusing on that when we weren't in the studio every day i you know got a bunch of books about it and was like reading on it so that's one of my little um, things to think about other than ballet and life. Um, and then when I didn't have that, I think just like being able to have like time outside of the studio to like decompress, like, you know, do normal things, hang out with friends, make sure you have like a good circle around you. Cause I think there was a point when I like isolated myself a little bit, like I have to do ballet, I have to think about it all day, every day. And it got a little intense. I was like, my mom was like, you can have fun and do this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's important to have fun because it kind of shows in your dancing. I think like you're just relaxed and you're doing it to have fun. And so same thing, like your internal pressure, external pressure, you know, if you're not having fun, then it's not the point. So find a way to make it fun and like sustainable, like you said. Yeah. And I just can't stress that enough. Right. I mean, the idea that outside experiences will always help on stage will always help with your artistry with what you can bring to a character. It's not just about whipping out how many pirouettes you can whip out. It's really about embodying various characters, especially if you're doing story ballets, really with anything though, with any, with any type of dance. So I agree. Yeah. I think that's so important. Uh, Tyler, I asked this to all of the dancers that come into my show my IGTV uh, series um but how would you define the healthy dancer I would say that you know you honor your thoughts and are aware of how you're feeling and what you need and it's okay to have days where you know you do something different or not and um you know you just are always listening to yourself and evaluating if they're good like if they're helpful if they're not and then um growing from those thoughts or you know thinking you can approach uh each situation in a different way you know i just think playing around and being open to growth and change is like what makes a healthy dancer <laughs> yeah i love that and by the way i think this is such a good point to bring up the idea that we are always ever evolving, that we're just not stagnant. And I think that a lot of dancers and younger dancers should also understand that that helps in their dancing as well, you know, to constantly be um, working on yourself mentally and emotionally, not just physically, right? Because as dancers, like it's drilled into us to just constantly work on our technique and work on our physical abilities, but really what falls to the waistline is our emotional well-being and our mental well-being and bringing in all of these experiences that you're talking about and just, you know, having fun really does help to round out a true yeah. healthy dancer. Yeah. And I 
can attest like being open to growth and everything has like helped me so much so I definitely encourage that like, yes and yeah I agree. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me today. You have given us such wonderful insight and it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much. And I love all your little reminders. I love <laughs> looking at them. <laughs> I appreciate it, Tyler. Listen, be in touch, okay? Okay. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye, everybody.